Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, this side quest is a little bit different. It's... I don't have Russ with me this time. Instead, I am joined by my friend Jamie, one of the first friends I made when I moved into a new city. Uh, we actually became friends because she and another friend that I made worked at a used video game store. And when I first started unpacking all my stuff, I went, I have no room for all this stuff. So I made several trips to the video game store to unload older stuff that I didn't need anymore. So say hi to everybody, Jamie. Hi, hello. <laughs> uh, and I just thought, first of all, Jamie has some really fun stories about being an attractive woman working at a used video game store, as you could imagine. Fun, yeah. So fun. <laughs> but uh, let's start first with, when did you start playing video games? I started playing video games, I was probably around five or so, I don't know the exact year. Uh, my parents bought a Sega Genesis, so I grew up playing the Sega, played a lot of uh, Sonic and Streets of Rage and hey. Golden Axe that all came on the six pack that nice. came with the Sega. <laughs> and then beyond that, I all got I got a Game Boy, got a PlayStation 1, you know, and it just kept going from there. Yep, that's... <laughs> pretty much how the addiction cycle starts. Yep. So uh, at what age did you think, I should go work at a video game store? <laughs> well, I had actually applied to this particular game store several times before I got hired, probably starting around the age of 18, you know, when you think that would be really cool. Um, <laughs> I think by the time I actually got hired, I was around 22, I want to say. I don't remember exactly. It's a long process. Yeah, well, it, I Was mean, that all like a long interview process? Was it, no, it was, <laughs> two you know, years of... I, I had applied multiple times across several years, and they ended up, like, not actually hiring anyone new, or they brought in an, a former employee, or they just, like, shuffled employees around at the stores. But you just kept at it because you thought it'd be a good time. You know, like, I was already working a crappy retail job that I hated, so it was it was a retail job that I thought I wouldn't hate. And I didn't hate it, so let me, I'll put that there. <laughs> For those at home, I could not have nodded harder to crappy retail jobs, because, <laughs> God, I have done my share of them. Now, just for the sake of some anonymity, we're not naming the particular store or the city. We're just going to call it the store. Yes. Uh, that way, Jamie, which might not even be her real name, uh, <laughs> is free to tell whatever story she wants. And I've heard these as I've gotten to know you over the years. I've heard a couple of them. <laughs> Could you please start with one of the Craigslist misconnection stories? Oh, gosh. Okay. So, for context, the store specifically was geared towards retro video games and Craigslist misconnections. Do we need context for what that is? So, yeah, I'm not even sure how relevant Craigslist is anymore. Craigslist <laughs> tried to emulate God and explaining it is it tried to emulate what newspapers used to do. So I've now dated myself even <laughs> further irrelevant. Um, but the idea behind Craigslist was it was a website for a community, say uh, Chicago or San Diego, and you could go on and people could post, hey, I'm trying to get rid of this stuff, or hey, I'm trying to buy some used furniture, or uh, you know, dating profiles in the area, I'm this age, I'm looking for this age, and one of the things they had was missed connections. The idea of this is, for example, 
you're on I'm going to paint a fantastic that's just, this is never happened store you're sitting on the bus and you're listening to your music in your headphones and uh, the, the the attractive young lady next to you goes what is what is that song I like that song and little conversation entails and you end up sharing a headphone and you just listen to music <laughs> until you get off at your stop and you realize crap I didn't even ask for like a number or anything you'd go home you go on Craigslist you'd be I was riding this bus at this time we shared headphones I never got your number. And you would hope that she would be trolling through misconnections as well so that she would see it and go, yes, it was meant to be. I was hoping I would find it. <laughs> um, it it's a Lonely Hearts Club where you basically take your shot and hope the other person is looking for you. Yeah, so I used to read the Craigslist misconnections just because they're fun. Um, they can be really amusing. But one day I was reading them and I found one about me. The person, you know, talking about like, oh, I was in your store and we had a really cool conversation. We talked about Mario. I'd love for us to get together and talk about Mario some more. Oh, the, the way straight to a young woman's heart. <laughs> well, let's talk about a fat Italian plumber. I'm, and I'm just like, dude, it's literally my job to talk to you about Mario. <laughs> I'm getting paid to talk to you about Mario. And it's just, you know, most of the people were nice, but you just have some sympathy for them sometimes. <laughs> there was there was another time where uh, I was out at a bar with some friends and the, the guy I was dating at the time and me and the boyfriend were walking out of the bar clearly together like his arm you know around my shoulder and this random guy walks up to us and starts talking to me and apparently he had been in the store and I did not remember him at all uh but yeah he comes up and just starts talking to me and he's like oh hey Jamie yeah cool so cool to see you again how are you I was in the store da, 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 da. and I'm just nodding along like oh yeah cool how are yeah it's great uh <laughs> And, you know, the boyfriend getting more and more, uh, like, pulling me a little closer. It's like, okay, time to go. I'm standing right here, buddy. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's these guys coming in and mistaking any amount of attention for interest. Yes. And, you know, I, I was not the only female employee at these stores, and all of us have very similar stories. Did you ever have guys ch challenge your gaming cred? Uh, absolutely. You know, I the thing that happened a lot was not necessarily challenging my gaming cred, but just my uh, authority, I guess, was at one point I was the manager of one of these stores. And guys would constantly come in and ask about, like, if we were hiring or anything like that. People always wanted to work there. Because they didn't know. <laughs> No, it was a really fun place to work until I became a manager, and then it wasn't. Yeah, so they would all, always come in and ask to talk to the manager about hiring. I was like, oh yeah, I'm the manager, <laughs> and they were always taken aback by that. And I was just like, yeah, so I mean, you can just bring me your resume, you know, come on in, we can chat. And they would not come back, because <laughs> I guess they were embarrassed by something <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't remember any specific stories about being challenged, but I do have, 
you know, guys would always ask, like, oh, well, what's your favorite game, you know, thinking I didn't actually play games, and that was common. <laughs> so what is your favorite game? My favorite game... Now I'm game, challenging your gamer. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you're but. fine. Purely based on, like, the amount of hours I've put into it, probably, like, Skyrim, but I haven't actually played it in a while. The Witcher, Bioshock is up there. <laughs> The last game I know you were playing was Cyberpunk 2077, which I still haven't touched. Oh, yeah. I haven't finished it, but I've put a good amount of hours into it, and it's really good. I like it a lot. It's really fun. I I don't... I'm not on the hate train for that game like so many people are. I am still waiting for it to come out for the PS5. That was my plan initially. <laughs> I was just like, well, I, I've got the PS5. I've got the 4K TV. I'll wait for it to come out for the PS5 and get the whole experience. <laughs> and then it launched, you know, with a, with a splat. Mm-hmm. And there's still not a PS5 version out. And meanwhile, my backlog has grown. <laughs> And the games I need to play for home on the RNG, that list just seems never ending. Did you know there's a lot of JRPGs? There are. Oh my god. I'm reading a book about them now and I'm just like, I haven't heard of half of these. Oh my god, this project's <laughs> never gonna end. I used to play almost solely JRPGs, but I don't know. I lost patience for them somewhere along the way. <laughs> they are a commitment. Yeah, they're a huge commitment. Then it, as opposed to something like, you know, Skyrim or Witcher <laughs> 3. You know, these little breezy 15-minute games. Yeah, but so so much of those games are, you know, side quests that you don't actually have to do. Whereas JRPGs, it's like this one battle is going to take three hours. <laughs> <laughs> what game are you playing? What battle is taking three hours? Oh, man, like, some of the optional bosses, like, Ultima Weapon and stuff in Final Fantasy VII. Okay, yeah, I don't think I ever... That takes forever. Three hours might be an exaggeration, but it is a long one. Well, <laughs> and now JRPGs in particular... I, we have now shifted topics, and I'm fine with it. Uh, <laughs> JRPGs in particular seem to be competing for how long they can... <laughs> I mean, these 100-hour JRPGs are becoming the norm. I know. Or it's like, oh, you can go into your weapon and fight battles inside your weapon oh, and God. upgrade your weapon, and then you can go inside this thing that's inside your weapon. I, <laughs> was wait, no, I've heard, I, Yeah, Those I was going to say, I've heard Russ describe this before. It's Disgaea. It's Disgaea. Oh, yeah, I'm scared to touch a Disgaea game at this point, you will just never from finish the stories it. I've heard. Oh. <laughs> now, uh, I know in your apartment you actually have a little display case set up with some of your like gaming prizes not more, prizes more collectible but... items yeah. what are some of the things in your case at home uh so that's where i keep my like shin megami tensei collection so i've got you know persona one and two for the playstation one in there and all the other you know ps2 releases and stuff like that what we have you know like the fallout lunchbox with the the pip the, the little Pip-Boy figurine bobblehead guy. Nice. Oh, we have a copy of uh, Star Fox 2 on the Super Nintendo. Nice. Which is yeah. not an actually no, released game. But we received that as a gift. It's my husband's sister gave it to him as a gift. Uh, so that's pretty cool. It's a weird thing. <laughs> See, I don't have anything. Near. I've got Earthbound. That's what I've got. That's my one impressive game. I've got I mean, Earthbound and the original player's manual right behind that's it. That's an impressive thing to have, you know. I was lucky enough to get it when it came out. Yeah. We've got a copy of Earthbound. It's packed up with all the other Super Nintendo games. So. 
<laughs> yeah, I finally got rid of all my Super Nintendo games except that one I'm yeah. holding on to. I don't have a Super Nintendo collection. My husband's the one with the impressive Super Nintendo collection. He's Your got husband's sitting ones. on the back couch and I just had to stop myself from turning and going, hey, what games are there on there? <laughs> like the mic would pick him up really well. <laughs> Um, what is one of the most interesting things that ever came into the store? What jumps out at you? Oh, man. Uh, I gotta think about that. We one time got, like, a whole flight simulator game set up. So, like, a whole control panel? And... Yeah, it, but it was huge, and it it never sold because it was so expensive because it went with one really specific game that I don't think I ever saw the copy of the game come in. So basically the airplane version of what is that Mech Warrior game that's got the huge yeah. uh, Steel Battalion or something like that. No, that's what it was. It was a Steel oh, Battalion Oh, it was a Steel setup. Battalion yeah, setup. I was, I was remembering it wrong. Okay. It was, yeah, it was a Steel Battalion setup. I've only ever heard of these. Yeah, it was huge and expensive and no one ever bought it because nobody For the record, your husband it. was waving enthusiastically at me in the background and when I I got Steel Battalion. I felt very fortunate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he has now come up to show her a note to jog her memory. I know. He is being quite a sport. I mean, you know, I was there every day for like three and a half years. Some of these things just get lost. Uh, so he actually remembers some of it better than I do. Well, oh, sorry. We have we have a puppy on the loose here. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, we got a copy of the game Bubble Bath Babes in Once. Which was a bootleg, not official Nintendo release, pornographic Nintendo game. It's, you know, sort of like a bubble pop type game where you use the pop, the bubbles, the girls in the bathtub get increasingly more naked. And you're saying Nintendo did not give this the <laughs> Nintendo seal of approval? <laughs> no, it was... Yeah, so I was, uh, I was the assistant manager at this one location at the time, and I... You know, I was just working with my one other co-worker that night, and I went into the back to have lunch or whatever, and I came back out, you know, 30 minutes later, and I was just looking through the tub of trade-ins where we would put the stuff that came in that still needed to be cleaned and processed. I was looking through the tub because I saw some stuffy come in, and there was a whole big stack of uh, NES games, and in this stack was Bubble Bath Babes. <laughs> and I stopped, and I was like, I picked it up. I was like where did this come from? <laughs> and my coworker was just like, oh, well, this lady came in, she was cleaning out her son's closet and brought in all these games. <laughs> oh my God, somewhere there is such a pissed son. Oh my gosh. And my employee had no idea what it was. And so they did not pay enough for it. Um, I don't know, 50 cents. <laughs> it's an NES game, just take it. It's not even official, how much can it be worth? Yeah, so I took it over to the computer and I looked it up on eBay and it was selling anywhere between 6 and $800 at the time. Those are earthbound prices. And who knows what it's selling for now. I mean, I'm sure we could look it up, but yeah, it was crazy. It also came in with another like pornographic not official nes game so her son had a, a genre <laughs> that was really yes uh it also came in with hot slots <laughs> which is a gambling casino game <laughs> uh and that one was selling for i want to say around like 400 dollars at the time on ebay so yeah, got those in, emailed them over to like the owner and the person who had to price things that had never been in the store before. 
Uh, yeah, got them priced. Bubble bath babes sold in like a day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. By the way, for people who think the Leisure Suit Larry games were suggestive, <laughs> hot slots. Um, wow. Yes. <laughs> that's that's an uncomfortable name. Yeah, I know. It's hard to say. You have to say it slowly to... You, get, you have to be very careful. <laughs> Let's see. What other stories can I try and prize out of you? So one of the other things that uh, the store that you worked at would sometimes participate in was a small-scale retro gaming-themed convention. Yes. Right? Uh, and and it's, it's not a big deal. If you're not from the area, you probably never have heard of it. Uh, but they put it together, uh, and your store would have a booth there where you'd be trying to offload a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> from the back room that nobody wanted. Basically. Do you have any fun convention stories? No? Uh... uh... It's just another dude hitting on me. That's all. Just it was. another That's dude hitting on me. That's all it was. That's what it always well, was. Well, let me. Huh? Keanu. Oh yeah, I did get to see a Keanu Reeves one time. Keanu but Reeves. But that was, was not that a... at that convention. Oh okay. But if you can want to bring up like, just convention stuff in general, I don't know. Well, let's do this. Uh, because presumably there are, hopefully somebody's listening to this. Presumably there are guys listening to this. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we've made a little bit of fun of the idea of, you know, going up and hitting on the girl working at the used video game store because she's paid to be nice to you. <laughs> is there ever a, a way that it would be okay for them to approach you? Or is it always just, I'm working, this is not the time and place? Uh, I really feel strongly that you just don't hit on people who are at work. Because they are trapped there. Yeah. There's no way for them to nicely get out of that conversation. Um, it also, you know, like I was always nice to people because I did get asked out a fair amount at work, as did every other female employee who worked there. And I was always really nice and, you know, not weird about it. And I always tried to stay friendly so they wouldn't feel weird coming back later. Mm -hmm. Because often it was regulars who would, you know, ask us out because they'd been hanging out for a while. And nine times out of ten, they just wouldn't feel comfortable coming back. And so that always kind of made me feel bad for them because then they lost a place that they liked to go. So, yeah, just don't ask out people when they're at work. That seems perfectly <laughs> fair. What you do instead is you take your small dog. <laughs> and you go and visit the place every week until everybody there has Stockholm Syndrome and just thinks you're one of their friends. <laughs> that's um, what you did. That's that's what worked for me. Uh, um, well, I mean, Daisy was an employee, so you had to bring her to work. <laughs> yes. Um, I, why not share this here? The, the, yes, Daisy was my dog. She was a Pekingese poodle. And she ended up... My puppy sneezed. Uh, <laughs> Daisy ended up getting a name tag at the store <laughs> every saturday i'd take her and she'd run around for a couple hours and greet customers yeah we all love daisy <laughs> daisy was very lovable daisy loved everybody um and the little name tag was uh like a laminated nes controller and it had daisy's name on it and then mm -hmm. um when i started a new job daisy daisy didn't like being left home alone all day while i was at work so <laughs> she moved back home with my parents so she had a retirement party yes 
best employee <laughs> the store ever had. Yes. Um, so yes, that that's what you do is you bring in the small dog, and eventually they just assume you're a friend of theirs and it works <laughs> you can sneak in there I, I don't know how to get from like being a customer to dating one of them because that wasn't a goal of mine but uh, it is a way to make friends get a small dog yes that's my advice yeah, that's just general good life advice if you want to get a date cute dog. someone who works at the video game store get a job there first uh, from the back couch if you <laughs> want to get a date with somebody who works at a video game store get a job there first <laughs> because there, then it wouldn't be awkward at all going into work every day after the rejection. Uh, um, all right, so we're wrapping up here. What, are there any games you're interested in that aren't out yet? What What's on your coming up list that oh, you're looking forward to? I mean, if I can ever get my hands on a PS5, I'm really looking forward to the new Horizon Zero Dawn game. Um, yeah, that one, because I, I love that original, so I'm really looking forward to that. If... Bethesda ever actually makes a real announcement about the next Elder Scrolls game uh, and the Outer Worlds 2. I'm really looking forward to the Outer Worlds 2, even though we don't really have any substantial information on that yet. No, but, but the Outer first Worlds one, one was fun. The that first was one was so good that I, the second one has to be good. <laughs> have you seen Stray? No. Um, so it's a PS5 game that's coming out eventually where you play a cat in a rundown world where humanity has died off and it's just populated by the robots that they left behind. Oh, well, yeah, I need to play that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might appeal to you. I'm not even a cat person and I kind of want to give it a try just because it seems like an interesting world. Yeah. Where humanity is gone, but the robots are still running around, you know, tending a bar for <laughs> humans that aren't there and you just play a cat going through the city. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's all we've got. Okay. Oh, hey, just real quick before you go. Um, so you make stuff. You sell stuff. Uh, I do. First of all, what's the, what's the store address? Uh, it is goldenbatstudios.com or Instagram at goldenbatstudios. And that's bat, the flying mammal. Yes, yeah, like yeah. a flying bat. Okay. Golden bat. Studios. Studios. Uh, and what is it that you make? Uh, I primarily make woven fiber art so yeah you can go on there and see my weavings i also have some prints of paintings and things like that uh so i actually own one of jamie's pieces i bought it i bought it at i think full price i think i maybe i got sure, a friend's yeah. discount who knows <laughs> uh, I, I paid money for it because that's what you should do with artists you should support artists with money uh instead of asking them to do stuff for free for you uh and i have it hanging up on my wall upstairs it's it's a, a large hoop and then the the various fabrics are woven into some very interesting patterns. Mine's got some bells on it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very nice piece. Um, so I've got a problem where I still don't know what to put up on walls. My walls are still like posters of movies and video games and stuff. This is the first piece of actually adult stuff that I've had on the wall. <laughs> so if you're looking for an easy way to pretend to be an adult, goldenbatstudios.com. Take a look at her work. It's really amazing. Thank you. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for your time, for joining us. Um, and don't worry, everybody. We aren't doing any regular episodes of Home on the RNG without Russ. But starting from here on out, you may hear more side quests without him, just as topics or people come available to me. So who knows? Maybe we'll hear from Jamie again or her husband back there on the couch. <laughs> you, you might hear from him at some point. 
Uh, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.